You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. We are turning our eyes to over 100 hours of worship in Asbury University. I know you're, you've are you been caught up in the spirit reading all these articles over there, Kelly. Uh, what are we talking about here? Well, what it's we exciting got? because students have, have – they've just been engaged in continuous worship yeah. at uh, Hughes Chapel at Asbury. And this has been going on, I think, now for over 100 hours and people have been coming and going apart from the students as well wanting to be part of what's going on and we have pastor keith wooden on the line with us uh checking in this morning from ovid community church in madison county uh to talk about what's happening there and keith uh, if i'm correct uh, if i'm not correct do correct me did you not just um cruise through there and and visit what's going on you know that's exactly right kelly first of all it's so good to hear your voice kelly and to be here with you guys and Steve, good to be here as well. And and um, Kelly said, use the side door um, to get into the <laughs> studio. And I'm sitting in a Kroger parking lot in Tennessee. So that's as side door as I can get. I know. I, I When you said, I'm in Tennessee, I'm like, oh, well, I guess you won't be using the side door. Okay. No. But I have to tell you, Kelly, yes, we started down here to Tennessee, and we kind of got waylaid by God to go over to Wilmore, Kentucky, to Asbury University. And we had heard what was going on here, and we just could not res- resist stopping by. And and it was just—it's just awe-inspiring. The 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 atmosphere, what's taking place. Uh, I just can't even begin to capture the images for you verbally. But imagine a a, a large large area there in Hughes Chapel filled to the brim, the first 20 or 30 rows filled with students who are worshiping and, and um, just opening up their heart to God, and, and then the crowds that spilled out onto the steps, the traffic jam that was literally coming into Wilmore um, was just absolutely amazing. Now, as you were going, you, you had already planned to be there uh, down, you know, down in Kentucky, and you said you, you kind of took a circuitous route to get on over there because you'd heard what happened. How did you first come to hear about what was happening at Asbury? You know what? I tuned in kind of as to what was taking place through via Facebook, believe it or not, you know, and, and seeing different posts that were taking place out there. Um, and and I, I'm a skeptic by nature, and, and I have to admit, I, I was a little bit skeptical. I, I thought, well, this is something that will extinguish. And, and I hate to even admit that to you guys, but um, as we were headed down to Tennessee, um, Delane and I decided to go over there, and what is taking place there is nothing to be skeptical of. God is truly moving um, in an in a astonishing way. Now, you said, because um, for those of you li- listening, Keith and I were chatting back and forth um, this morning on Facebook Messenger, and you did say that the main arteries leading into the university were clogged up to about a mile, people trying to get in, and that they opened three overflow chapels, because um, people were, just that many were coming in and curious about what's happening and wanting to be part of it, and this is just phenomenal. I, I wish I were down there. I'm looking at pictures online right now, Keith, and I'm seeing all of these <laughs> students and other people people coming in and praying over the students and this is so encouraging to hear um 
I am curious, though, and I, I wanted you to speak to this because for years uh, I've been hearing since I was a little kid, and I'm by far being little is way back in the rearview mirror now, but I've been hearing this word revival and i think to different people it's meant different things and for some that means a a week-long service in a tent out in the country and uh, for others it means oh that that's kind of a happy party time in the church well what what is revival really what does it mean why is this important Oh, Kelly, I think that's so important for us to drive down into because we, we've lost the significance of the concept and, and the essence of the word because of our desire for something, but also our twisting of it and manipulating of the word to try to, to fit it to our conveniences. We say we're going to have a revival on such and such a date. And, and you know, I just have to say that whenever I hear that, um, I, I always kind of amuse at that because it's like we're telling God when he needs to show up, so to speak. But um, you know what? Revival is just the essence of repentance. It's people, you know, in Nehemiah, there's a beautiful three chapters there about what would be called the revival at Watergate, if you will. And it was about people coming and recognizing their brokenness and their repentance before God. Because when God is in that presence in that in in our midst our first response is not to get haughty and demand something from him our first response is to is to worship him and repent and that is the essence of what we see taking place here it is the thing that i notice kelly is so much is that it is not about what we are going to get from god all of a sudden the focal point just switches and and this the script is flipped on its head and and we are now saying it doesn't matter we don't matter we want to bring honor and make god famous you know it's interesting because you can find some of the accounts of what is happening and taking place there and there are some of these descriptions from the very first day where professors are saying you know that ultimately this is a they three times a week the president of asbury university stated that they stop everything worship together for chapel, come together for a message, and it is mandatory as students and faculty uh, to attend on campus. And he says, this one just has not yet ended. He says that (laughs) some were reading and reciting scripture, other people were standing with arms raised, several groups were clustered in small little pods praying together. Few were kneeling at the altar rail in front of the auditorium, while others simply may have been speaking to one another, their faces bright with joy. And he said, they were still worshiping when I left in the late afternoon, and I came back later in the evening, and they were still worshiping when I arrived Thursday morning. And by mid-morning, hundreds were filling the auditorium again, and I've seen multiple students running toward the chapel each day, and now they are just opening it up and saying, come and see for yourself. Um, It says, uh, you know, whether you're there and it lasts for 20 more minutes, or it lasts for a couple more hours, or it lasts for another week, whatever it is, they're inviting you to come and spend time in the presence of the Lord, in worship, and they say, you can't really lose anything, but you could gain everything. 
if oh, you make that is the so trip. powerful. That is so powerful, Steve. And you're reading there, it really captures the essence of what we observed. And when we walked up the steps, the steps are just crowded with students there sitting and doing exactly that, praying with one another, worshiping. Somebody wrote on there, you're outside. How can you worship? Well, if the worship didn't need to, you didn't have to go into the auditorium to worship. It was spilling out onto the steps in the, um, of Hughes Auditorium there. And, and last evening just spilled out all over the campus there. And, and may, might I add, it's now starting to spread. And this is the nature of revival. It's starting to spread to other campuses. And I love it that the Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z mm-hmm. people, the millennials are the ones that are capturing the essence of this because they they spoke, so many of them spoke about the hopelessness that they had felt and the hope that they were feeling just in repentance and coming to Christ. You know, Keith, I'm wondering too, um, speaking of repentance, because I was looking, this popped up in my, my news feed on Facebook. Um, it was, I'm looking here, last week, and I was talking to Steve about it on the air because I, I know that you know and are good friends with Brent Henderson because he just dropped yes. a comment that, really stopped me in my tracks and made me think and you just mentioned the word repentance because he said what if repentance wasn't a promise from you to god but a gift from god to you and as as they're you know experiencing revival at asbury and and they're on their faces repenting and, and and you know when you are truly when you are having that moment with god and you're having that spiritual breakthrough and you recognize you need to repent that really is a gift you are unburdening your soul and there is nothing i think better because you're you're opening up this whole new relationship i think uh, this is just my own opinion and my own experience in my relationship with god you're you're opening up a whole new or he is really pathway in your relationship with him and it is such a release of of burden and i i don't i don't even have words to articulate what that feels like and how that um, just creates a new openness between you and him and a new communication between you and him. You've, you've removed obstacles that have been there for far too long. And, yes. you know, when it comes to um, praying for revival and praying uh, for, for the people around you, I'm, I'm looking at our culture and the mess our world is mm. in, and we know that uh, repentance is needed, and it's got to start with us as individuals. I I don't pray for repentance for the people around me without starting with me first, and yeah. I don't always see I don't always see readily uh, where I need to repent. So I pray for God to show me. But how do we pray for revival, Keith? How how should we pray and and not grow weary of praying for it? You know, Steve Kelly, there's two things that come to my mind right away. One is. So many t- people think of repentance as as this melancholy, this this almost sadness. What I have seen in the repentance is in repentance there was such joy. Like mm-hmm. you said, Kelly, there was such a freedom. There were burdens that were just offloaded, relationships that were restored. People were walking across the room, you know, in there, but there also were, were the stories coming in. People were there from Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, um, all the way, all the way to Missouri, Kansas City, all the way across 
across the Midwest here. People were just flowing into there. And one guy talked about how he walked into the room and he recognized the Holy Spirit had said, you need to repent of this broken relationship. He did not know that the person that was that he had broken the relationship with 10 rows in front of him and they were from two different states. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just didn't get any better than that. You know, and so they were mending relationship, and there was such joy and repentance. The other thing that there's a word in Hebrew that spoke of the Shekinah, and I know that's a word that's lost, and it's a Hebrew word, but it just means presence or dwelling, and it's just when God, it, His presence was in the tabernacle, and that Shekinah is when when we come into the presence of God, that repentance is not filled with remorse. That it is filled with joy because of the offloading of those those burdens. And and then so we we, we begin to pray and we begin to look for just that opportunity for God's presence and power and him to rest there. You know, this is interesting because you made mention of as you had approached the town where Asbury sits, um, one person is describing it as though uh, the field of dreams. God is building (laughs) it, and they are coming. And oh, that is such a great analogy. <laughs> well, they say, you know, God is building it, and the people are coming. And they're saying that, you know, the the world now knows what God is doing, and it's spilled out apparently over into the chapel across the street at Asbury's yep. Theological Seminary as well. But you had made mention, because they're saying that people are coming from, you know, UK, from University of Kentucky, coming all over from Northern Kentucky, coming down and all around the world now. People are making plans of attending yeah. and going. So when you were speaking earlier, you said, you you know, other universities, other seminaries, uh, that they are beginning to share in this. How do we share in this revival? What how do how does that happen for believers among the the body of Christ? Wow, Steve, you know what? Uh, and and the beauty of this, and it's a conundrum. It's so difficult because we as human beings want to immediately create a formula by which we manipulate God into showing up. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and this is not a formula. This is about just people recognizing that need and that overwhelming desire to be with others who are having that, that oh wow, the, the words are just escaping me. I mean, here was the deal is Delaney and I drove over to Wilmore just, we were going to spend 15, 20 minutes there just to check it out so that I wasn't speaking blindly. Three hours later, we were still there and we didn't want to leave, you know. We were still just in in worship and the worship was taking place in testimonies and that's that's where i think the the if if there is a way that god speaks through this it is as people share the testimony they share the encounter that they are having with god in repentance and when that happens we tell one other person and that that fire begins to ignite right there yeah well keith is revival always a group experience can that just start with an individual yeah, uh, I'm sitting here at Kroger parking lot, and I'm having a revival. <laughs> Get out of that car, Keith. Get out of that car. Start telling people. <laughs> I am sitting here with you, and every time I hear your voices speak and the energy that, that I hear from you guys, and, and this is something that I believe 
the the beauty and the one of the reasons why I wanted to be here this morning with you all was that that this touches now all of central Indiana, all of the 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 places where you're touching and revival will be those little fires that talk about one relationship to another person to another person, and that fire then ignites and and, and you know we've been we've been seeing wildfires all across the west coast and everything like that, and we were just amazed how the embers could bring a fire you know miles away well this is just exactly what's happening you are part now of spreading gosh i i i'm so hesitant when i use the word revival because i don't want to water it down Mm -hmm. we just want to feel and experience and 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 just have that renewal that god is giving us the joy that he's giving us in encountering him and laying down a bunch of those burdens well, Keith Wooden, man, thank you for giving us some insight into what is happening. Um, you know, there's there are several videos now that Asbury University has been distributing on social media. And you can witness and see what has happened over the past couple of days. And it's interesting because it's not fanciful. It is not anything (laughs) this is i mean it is a very it's it although it is a beautiful chapel um it it isn't anything extraordinary there's no lights there's no smoke machine there's no nothing going on (laughs) it is it is simply people in the presence all the lights are up you know all the lights are up the sun is shining in it's not a darkened you know sanctuary and we're creating some experience this is just true authentic worship and we're seeing you know students and we're seeing those who are coming in and just exchanging instruments and continuing this flow of worship that is happening and people moving in and out and that is one of the things that we have to really understand as in in western culture you know what we often what we often experience in our sunday services you know can we say yes we are stepping into the worship that is going on but we're creating an experience to lead others into but this is the lord bringing experience into Uh, the lives of people you know there's no screens there's no words there's no hymn books there's no words what is happening is the the singers oftentimes are just giving them the next five words to sing, yeah. and and so it's a cumulative worship there moment. Steve, you described it so well there, and I'm so excited that I got to share this just a a, a snapshot with you. And like you say, go online, see some of the things. It, it's now going to different universities, and you'll see different universities that are participating in in. Um, on the lawns, uh, on the front campuses. Um, It's not bound to a place or a time or, um, you know, in in this place it's happening at midnight and two and three in the morning as well. So um, it's just just something to be a part of. Hold our place in line. We're ready to go. (laughs) All right. Hey, you take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Hey Keith, before we before we let you take off, um, would you mind to pray? Because I I know a, a lot of us, so many of us, are excited about what is happening at Asbury, but we don't have to take off to Asbury to see no. it happen. We we That's can right. start praying and crying out to God for that right here. And your pastoring 
right here in Madison County, Indiana. And I know people are reading these articles. They're hearing about it by word of mouth. They're reading about it on Facebook. I've been seeing talk about it all over my Facebook news feed, and I've got people on there from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, man, would, would you mind yeah, to pray? Because I, I know sure there are will. a lot of people whose hearts are seeking right now. Kelly, when I got your note, you said, hey, is there any way that you can tell us a little bit about this yesterday? And um, I walked up to talk with one of the people there, and it was so interesting because they were on the line with Moody, um, Chicago, even at that moment, trying to set up opportunities for them to mm-hmm. get involved in this as well. So we're seeing that just kind of buy in. No denominational things just fall away. Yeah. People are just seeking God. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this this time with Steve and Kelly and with the Central Indiana audience here, because you are moving in such a way that there are people here who have been crying out for this. They have been on their faces, they have been on their knees, and now they're they're experiencing. And and part of it is then part of the convicting power that you have in us. We think that that will make us sad. It releases us and gives us such joy in repentance. And God, I'm praying that this fire this been ignited, not because of a place or a people, but because of your place and your people, your presence. That's what's created this fire. I pray that this would continue to ignite across this nation, but not confined to this nation across the world. In Jesus' name, I pray this. Amen. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.